Face Mantis got canceled. Canceled. The worst thing ever, right? Damn it. Man, life. Life has just been absolute garbage lately. Zed? Zed! You open up. You're possessed by some demon parasite. It's just a parasite. No such thing as demonic possession. What am I doing here? I don't remember anything. I think if it comes down to a life or death situation, she has the information stored away in her brain and she'll use it. So, I guess this is the part where I ask, who's with me? Worlds colliding, right? Like, literally. Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Uh, Laura, would you say it's uh, kind of a sci-fi comedy a bit? Yes. Yeah, that would be a good good description of it. (laughs) And we have Laura Morrison who teased us about Space Mantis a few months ago when we did our interview about her novel. So it's great to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. The idea for Space Mantis, where did it come from? Well, so I wrote a novella, Come Back to the Swamp. Um, right. And I had a, uh, I have a group of writer friends online, and we were all kind of working on these different novellas for a uh a novella writing contest and um, we were all reading each other's books and giving each other feedback and stuff and in my novella there was a fictional tv show called space mantis um on there and my writer friends and i we all just started they, they liked the concept of the show and all of the the elements of the show that I mentioned in my novella were, it really seemed to connect with a lot of people and they thought it was really fun and funny, the, the ideas that I put in there. And we just started talking about so what if it was a real show and how, how fun would that be if it was like actually a thing. And then I, we just started kind of brainstorming because we're all like, we're like, we love, you know, creativity and the arts and, and working together collaboratively collaboratively on projects and things like that so we all just it's, it's it was a bit of a it's a bit of a it was a bit of a process I guess but it, it just it sort of organically eventually formed that I would write these scripts and everybody just chose a character they wanted and we just put a podcast together because uh a lot of these people have a lot of varied backgrounds and there's people who are really good at tech and there are people who are good at making the music for the show oh. um and of course the the voice acting it all just we we're a big group with a big um skill set i guess and so it just seemed eventually after some talk that it would be a good fit to make a podcast face mm-hmm. mantis got canceled canceled the worst thing ever right damn it man life Life has just been absolute garbage lately. Zed? Zed! You open up, you're possessed by some demon parasite. It's just a parasite. No such thing as demonic possession. What am I 
I doing here? I don't remember anything. I think if it comes down to a life or death situation, she has the information stored away in her brain and she'll use it. So, I guess this is the part where I ask, who's with me? Worlds colliding, right? Like literally. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. There's these fandoms, they these people, they love their shows. Usually mm-hmm. it seems to be with sci-fi or fantasy. Yeah. And then of course, no matter how great the show is or how many people love it, sometimes it just gets canceled and so yeah, the the narrator of the show is a super fan of of Space Mantis and she's uh-huh. just really cut up. She's destroyed that it got canceled and she um she gets this mysterious box on her door with a bunch of unreleased Space Mantis DVDs. And so she wants to help the Space Mantis fandom. And so she starts a podcast uh, playing the audio of the shows so she uh-huh. can share it with people. <laughs> uh, so the voice cast, you said it was your friends. Um, did the casting go pretty naturally as to who would be who? Yeah, it really did. It was, so we have people from all over. We've got people from like, there's somebody from Denmark. There's someone from Singapore. We've got the United Kingdom and all across the United States, like probably every time zone. We're we're pretty scattered all around. And um, and so it's nice to do uh, because everyone uses their own accents they don't like try to come off as having an American voice. <laughs> um, so I, I really like that because they, if you're doing a space show, not everyone's going to sound like they're from the same place. That's right. So, so yeah, they, um, we all sort of picked our own parts and there were a few parts. We had a few people who were, were writers. We're not actors. So a few people were kind of hesitant to do voice acting. So there were one or two people who we sort of had to peer pressure into taking on. A role <laughs> for, except for those few instances, people were pretty eager to jump in and they had ideas for, they, they knew which part they wanted. And um, even the people who we sort of pressured into taking part, mm-hmm. they are doing such a good job. And I'm just so happy that they're a part of it because they've really, it, it, they, they really are doing a great job. And I, I feel like they're, their hesitancy was not due to a lack of skill. Oh, that's good. That's good. So logistically, how does that work? Does everybody record their own audio and then send it to you? Or is there a chance you might even attempt the untemptable, and uh, if that's a word, and uh, record all together? Oh, my goodness. It would have been way too hard to record all together. <laughs> like speaking myself as, as one of the one of the characters in it myself, because I, I also have a part in it. I have to re-record some lines so many times to make mm-hmm. it sound right. Or like a car drives down the road in the back or the background or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we absolutely do not record together. Some of the. Um, so what we do is we each just do our own recordings on our own time and then we just record each as a separate clip and then um i i normalize the sound and stuff i do like just the very basic 
things for the audio clips to make it sort like just so the volume is all the same. And then mm-hmm. I sent it on to our actual audio guy, uh, Alan Spector, and also Joseph Waters does a lot of this stuff too. But um, they are the ones who make it sound so good. Like mm-hmm. these recordings, some of them, This the first season was um, in production for so long. Mm-hmm because of just the time limitations that so many people had getting this off the ground. There are conversations in the podcast where one person in this conversation recorded it like two years separate from the other person. But Alan puts it together so well. It sounds like they're just having a conversation. Just It sounds so natural. You'd never guess that it was like recorded mm-hmm. on different continents, different like years. Wow, that's wild. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool what you can do with the right um, skills and the right tech. So why don't we hear a clip? This is uh, actually one of my favorite clips. It's, uh, it's about chinchillas. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. So. Uh, Infinity, at ease for a second with that gun. Educate us about chinchillas. Chinchillas come in an array of colors, including standard gray, ebony white, recessive white, pink white, Brown velvet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You got a damn brown velvet pet chinchilla curled up on your head, Captain. You're mighty kind, Doc. That man is obsessed with his hair. I, I really like that clip. It's funny. Exactly. So. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Chinchilla hair is a bit of a it's a it's a bit of a running gag. Yes, yes. So, yeah, who did the uh, who does the music for it? If, if I, I think there is music for it, right? Yeah. Um. There's uh. For the most part, um, so Joseph Waters, who plays Captain Joe, he mm-hmm. um, he does some music for it. He he like makes some audio clips for it, and Alan Spector also has done a bit. And um, in the first episode, I think it's only in the first episode, uh, my my kid's music teacher actually is the lead singer of a band called Social Bones, and. Uh, yeah. They had, um, they let us use their recordings for the music in the background of the first episode. Oh, so nice. it all comes from a, a different, um, just there's a, yeah, there's about three different sources for our music. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Why don't we take a short break? We're talking to Laura Morrison about Space Mantis, her new audio uh, production that you can listen to. All right. We'll be right back. Back with Laura Morrison as we talk about Space Mantis. I assume you can get this wherever you get podcasts. Yes, that is correct. And we also have it up on YouTube. Oh, wow, great. Yeah, yeah. It's, of course, not any of the, um, there's no video, of course. Right, right. Yeah, we just, we have um, it available on YouTube. That, that for some people, like uh, parents and grandparents generally, it, they, it it seems to be easier for them to use YouTube than for them to, to navigate the world of of audio apps and things like that. So, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I have my podcast episodes and people will be able to hear this on my YouTube channel as well. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've gotten a pretty good sizable audience there. And some episodes do better on YouTube than as a podcast. So go figure. It's just another way of getting things out there. And uh, yeah. That's what you got to do, you know. Sure. All right, let's hear another clip uh, from Space Mantis. 
I've missed you, Joe, in our little game of cat and mouse. And I know what you're... Wait, what the crap? He ran out of time. Dang it, you need to update your message hardware. All right, another good one. <laughs> Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. I, I love audio drama. It's something I've always listened to, or audio comedy. Uh, and it, in a science fiction vein, it's even funnier because you use your imagination. Uh, and that's really what you can picture these things in your mind as you're listening. Talk about that aspect of it, of, uh, of kind of letting your audience, you know, free to, you know, imagine their own version of what things may look like. Oh, that's good. Um, I, <laughs> I really like that aspect of writing in general. Like, I don't like to over-describe what the characters look like or, or, or whatever. I, I like to let people's imaginations take care of a lot of that so they can make it what they want it to be. And I love the idea that though I wrote a thing, people could see something completely different what I, from what I see. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, it's just a really fun part of writing. So, not try to control it too much. Yeah. As far as uh, the podcasting side of it, what's it, what's it like for you to do it, to put it out as a podcast and the whole medium itself? the medium of a podcast. Um, I really, I'm not quite sure if this is exactly the direction your question is going, but <laughs> the medium of podcast is really fun for me because you have an idea that could easily, you know, it could translate maybe even better to television. I don't know, but like to be just like a random person without the resources or the background to do a TV show, you can, put the same story out into the world mm -hmm. with a lot less resources and um, it, it can still exist in a way that like in the olden days when people only had TV or movies or whatever to, to get that sort of thing across before podcasts came along, the people, there were so many people with so many stories who they just couldn't, they had no avenue to really get it out there. So uh, yeah, is that, I, I feel, did no, I, no, you're right. It, it is uh, very much, in, in a way, a back to the future kind of thing, because this is what radio was. It was the main, there was no TV for a long time until the 50s. So people listened to the radio and they created all these amazing, amazing audio productions. Mm -hmm, and yeah. uh, with podcasting, that's become popular again. And there's, um, there's, companies uh, i just talked to a podcast where a couple or actually one of the couple reads uh it's called dirt cheap they read a an old pulp novel from the 1940s and but they look at it through the lens of the 21st century so they'll point out obvious prejudices and misogynistic kind of things but it's fun because you're looking at it through this lens and you can say that doesn't work that doesn't sound right you know that kind of thing and the and usually they're so badly written that the characters are cliched and stuff so that's like one idea and you know i've been lucky enough to have been doing this now for a while and uh never would have figured i would have talked to as many people as uh, as i have it's it's you know i'm 
I'm put, when I'm putting together on my new network on that you're here hearing this on is the amount of shows that I have. Uh, I'm, I'm still not even halfway there, especially some of the archive stuff mm-hmm. that, uh, that people are apparently digging as well. And uh, which is great because I put a lot of time into it, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it's a very fascinating medium and mm-hmm. with phones and portable audio devices available now, that's changed the game too. Yes, for sure. How many, how many episodes are sort of done for Space Mantis? There are 11 episodes that are all done and ready to go. That's the first season. Okay. I'm writing the second season now and mm-hmm. people are um, getting, they're all starting to get their recordings done. So, um, whereas it took like years for us to get everything together for the first season, we're hopefully just going to be able to pull together the second one in months mm-hmm. so that it's not going to be a huge wait between season one and season two. Oh, great. Now, as far as the dialogue, do people, if people find a way of saying it funnier or better, is that allowed to? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Like, as much as I love writing uh, dialogue, it's like my favorite part of writing. That doesn't mean I'm like too attached to the specific words that I wrote to prevent people from saying things in a way that would be smoother or more funny or just more in character for mm-hmm. them. So yeah, they're, they're, they're free to do whatever they want. I trust them. Do you find because you're writing for audio, you're more conscious how it sounds uh, when somebody speaks it rather than in a novel? Yes. Yes. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of times I have to like just say things out loud over and over as I'm working on it to just make sure it sounds gen- like uh, genuine or uh, real. Oh, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. You're doing Space Mantis. Uh, what about other writing projects? Are you able to kind of balance that if you're working on something else? Yeah, yeah. I have three different projects going on right now. I've wow. got the script for Space Mantis and then I have a book uh a nove- uh, no a novel um a novel a fantasy i cannot think of the word uh fairy tale fantasy yeah, slash fairy tale uh young adult um novel coming out with black spot books who published uh come back to the swamp my my novella that's coming out next summer it's the first in a series my third project i'm working on is actually a book of poetry which is associated with that fantasy book. Like there's one of the characters mm-hmm. in the fantasy book is a poet. And ah. she, in the book, they make reference to her book of poetry, which is called Wistful Musings from a Crow's Nest. And <laughs> so I'm writing Wistful Musings from a Crow's Nest. I'm writing all sorts of poet, poetry, and um, which is funny because I'm not a poet at yeah. all. Hmm. I'm kind of like in the style of Dr. Seuss, I think. <laughs> uh, that's really wild. Yeah, it's kind of like your beetle in the bard, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. That's challenging you to challenge yourself that way. Yeah. It's, it's fun to do a thing that I never in a million years would have thought that I would be doing. Do you read some poetry by other people to kind of get an idea of how the structure works and that kind of thing? Yeah, I've got um, some sonnets in it. So, of course, I, I read up on 
I did a lot of Shakespeare sonnet reading. The nice thing about this is that it's not meant to be a serious thing. Right. So, um, and as a mom of little kids, I have read a lot of like Dr. Seuss or things in those general sphere, mm-hmm. just like silly, rhymy, fun things. So I have just, I've read a lot of that. That's very well ingrained in me, that rhyming structure and stuff for like, like uh, the cat in the hats. Oh yeah. Um, but the book is supposed to be like the, the writer, the poet takes herself very seriously and thinks of it as a very serious book. Uh. So it, there's like you get to have a lot of fun with that whole idea. Oh, yeah. but it is, serious, but she thinks it's serious. Well, hopefully, when your book or books come out next year, you'll be able to do in-person signings again. Because obviously, oh, so. it's uh, it's. I think we're all you know dying for that right now. Uh, yes, you know, it's just. You know, this this fall is, uh, I mean, it's just the news isn't much better. It's worse. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the cold weather is going to keep us indoors anyway. But uh, the summer was definitely a, a, a weird summer for sure. So, yeah, actually, the book that um, is coming out next summer, my fantasy book, it was supposed to come out uh, this past October. Mm. But uh, my publisher, they she just they deemed it uh, not worth the risk she didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle of yeah. all of this nonsense going on right now so mm. for the good of the book so that it wouldn't get lost she uh decided to push it back which i think as much as, as disappointing as it is to wait that long i think it was definitely the good decision yeah now did you create a, a website for space mantis yes space mantis does have a website spacemantisshow.com what can people find there uh, there's bios for the the actors. There's links to um, the place, the various places that you can find the podcast. There's um, just a bit of information about the background, about how it came to be, and things like that. Oh, great! Um, yeah, sounds good. So it's Face Mantis, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And these days, it's an infinite number. Uh, to where to get them it's uh that's part of the confusion but it you know for people like me it's it's part of what you have to do to so everybody gets a chance to listen to it so great thanks for being on the podcast again and uh and best of luck to you and stay safe uh for the upcoming holidays thank you you too thank you so much for having me Uh, a lot of fun laura thank you and thank you again folks for listening to sci-fi talk until next time, this is Tony Tolato. My dog just shook. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release episodes, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes. It's free for a lifetime. Now, if you subscribed, you would get weekly a day before the actual release. And it also uncut and commercial free. So there you go. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.